So we're starting to see this real estate market get a little wonky. More home buyers are backing out of deals and a potential sign the red hot housing market is cooling. Not too many months ago, an open house looked like this, lines down the street or this. Now it looks like this. We're starting to see sellers. They're, they're not as motivated as they used to. There are, some of them are holding back. They're not sure if they want to sell yet. They're kind of worried about the economy. We have investors that are really worried about the economy. We are officially in a recession. So they don't know what that's going to mean. So they want better deals. And what all this means to you as the investor, as a wholesaler, is how you negotiate and how you submit your offers is going to matter tremendously to whether or not you're going to get that contract, whether or not you're going to get that deal. So in this video, I'm actually going to show you three different ways that you can submit offers to make sure you increase your chances of getting the deal. Now, there are ways within these three ways. There are ones that I like better than the others, but there's a way to use each one of them to your advantage. And in this video, I'm actually going to show you all three pros and cons, and you can determine which one you want to use based on where you invest, how your market is and all of that. So with that being said, let's get into the show. If you're new to the channel, my name is John Barbera. I'm the host of an investor's journey podcast where I, my goal here is to help you reach your goals in real estate by showing you what we do day in and day out. This is all our strategies, everything that works for us. We manage multiple renovations at once. We're building houses. We own rentals. We've been wholesaling houses. Uh, we've been doing this for over eight years now. And just to show you our techniques, our strategy, what's working, what's not working, and hopefully you can take that and implement it into your business. So if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing so you don't miss any of the future videos that I put out. And because I love talking about real estate so much, make sure you join our texting community. It's completely free. It's one-on-one. -on -one. You can text me anytime, ask me any questions. Uh, in this community, I also share tips that I don't share anywhere else about things that's working for us, marketing strategies, deal analysis, things that we're doing that I don't share anywhere else. So it's completely free. All you have to do is text YouTube to 210-794-9898. Again, it's completely free. You can text me whenever you're dealing directly with me. Um, we also do property tours in San Antonio. So if you're in the area, uh, we'll let you guys know when we're doing one. You can tag along, check out how we do our renovations, um, how we picked up the property, ask questions, all of the good stuff. So again, our mission is to help you guys be better investors, be better prepared, and not be afraid. If there is a recession, who cares? You're going to be prepared to make money regardless. So consider joining that community. So the three ways that you can submit an offer, I did list these from my least favorite to my most favorite, but it doesn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other. Or does it? <laughs> uh, there, there's a reason why I have them listed this way, and we're going to cover the pros and cons, and you can make the better judgment for yourself based on your business, your location, where you're even doing deals. Now, keep in mind, we already did a video. There's already a series put out on this on how to negotiate and work with sellers, seller appointments, questions to ask them, how to really get down to their motivation. So make sure you're checking out that video. It's linked above here. Uh, you can click up here or in the description if you're listening on our podcast. 
uh, in the description, you're going to find a link to the whole series of dealing with sellers. Um, so we already covered all of that stuff. Now you are actually submitting the offer. This is the actual submission of the offer part. And I wanted to make this as a separate video. So option number one, when you're going to submit an offer, option number one you have is submitting the offer over the phone. The pros of submitting an offer over the phone is it saves time right? You don't have to go back to the property. You don't have to sit down with them face to face and do all this. You can submit the offer. You can email them the contracts and they can DocuSign or whichever. There's so many platforms out there that allow you to do this. Um, and they can sign it on their email, click, click, sign, you get it back and you're done, right? Those are the pros of doing it in person. What are the cons? The cons is that you are not there face to face. So if they're having any objections, they're having any hesitations, you're not there to kind of deal with it. You know, they can get off the phone whenever they want. They can hang up on you. They can, you know, maybe me, I'm tremendous uh, trying to read their body language, right? So if I see that I'm losing them, I try to switch the way I'm talking. I maybe explain something a little bit better. If I see that I said something that they didn't understand, you know, I try to explain it in a different manner. But these are things that you can't do if you're on the phone. If you're on the phone, you don't know if they're not understanding. And a lot of people, just so they don't sound stupid, you know, because they're afraid or to look dumb or whatever, they on the phone, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand. Next thing you know, they didn't sign because they didn't understand. But how are you going to know this if you're on the phone, right? So this is why this is one of my least favorite ways. Another thing is that they can tell you, okay, okay, thank you. You know, let me think about it. And all of a sudden they start shopping your offer around. So they're shopping it around. They're calling other people. They're waiting for other investors because you weren't able to close them. You know, it's harder to close them over the phone. Not impossible. We've done it. There's a lot of investors that do it full time doing it that way. But I do believe that the quality of the close and the number of closings is going to be substantially lower than any other of the other two options that we're going to go over. So it's something for you to keep in mind. If, if that's your only option, it's your only option. Do the best you can. But it's one of those things that you're giving them too much time to think about it because they don't have to make a decision. You know, now they're waiting for you to email them the contract Oh, okay. I have to get to my email. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, you know, Oh, how do you open this? I don't understand. Is that spam? That doesn't look right. All these excuses. We've heard them all. We've gone through them all as we have done this. We, and we still do it. Sometimes we do submit offers over the phone. When do we submit offers over the phone? When we kind of feel like it's going to be more or less a waste of time. Right. Where we we've already been talking to them. We've already built rapport. We've already done this. It's maybe a deal that we're not too excited about, you know, so it's one of those things that in that moment. OK, yeah, let's submit an offer over the phone and see what they think. And if it happens to work out great. Right. But if it doesn't, we don't really care all that much. So it, that's one way. Another way too to keep in mind is if they start shopping it around and you're submitting an offer over the phone, give them a deadline. All right. One of the best ways that I've been and, and this has been working pretty well. So definitely write this down. Take some notes is uh, I, I tell them, be like, look, I can do this offer 
but we need to get this to title like as soon as possible within the next, you know, two days, because what I'm doing, the reason I can do this is because I'm closing on another one of our properties and I'm actually going to take that money and roll it over to this one. And that's the only way it makes sense for me. But if you start taking longer and I close that property and I have to roll it over into another one, I won't be able to actually close on this one. So then the offer won't last. So if you're sure and you really want to sell, you know, and, and you want to make this deal happen, uh, try to get that contract signed tonight as soon as possible. So you're kind of creating that urgency because then if you don't, from experience again, we've done it where we haven't given them urgency and all next thing we know, a week, two weeks go by, they've been shopping the offer around. They've been calling other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, hold on. You know, I've been sick. Or they, they make a million excuses. But all they've been doing is shopping the offer around. You know, so is there a chance that they can find somebody out there that can pay more than you? 100%. 100% there's a chance they're going to find somebody that can pay more than you. That's just the market. So what you want to do is create a level of urgency so that doesn't happen because they feel comfortable because they're like, hey, I got your contract in hand. I'm good to go on this one. So now let me see if I can get something better. But if you take that away, now you're creating that fear. Now it's like, oh, crap, I don't have anything and I really do need to sell. So I hope that helps. Also, remember, if you're new and you're finding value, make sure you hit that thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. It helps us out tremendously so we can help more and more people. Option number two, you went to look at the property, you you know, you took pictures, you built rapport, you did everything, and you're going to submit an offer later. So because what are the pros of doing something like that is that it gives you time to analyze it. If you're new to real estate, you haven't done too many of these deals, it gives you time to get back to the office or to your house, wherever, and start looking at comps again, maybe calling a contractor, maybe calling another investor that you're working with and, and submit, showing them the pictures, getting their opinion. It gives you time to do those things. Um, it also gives you time to review the comps. You know, you went to look at the house and the comps showed you one thing, but this house is kind of funky. It's a little wonky. It's, a, it's, it's got a different layout, whatever it is. So it's giving you time to get back. Uh, review the comps, make sure you're submitting a good offer. What are the cons is that you already spent that time in person building that rapport, building those connections, doing all that, and then you leave. So you're giving them time to cool off. You know, you're giving them time to rethink it. It's not good. They start, you know, maybe calling their friends, calling the worst thing is they call a realtor buddy. That's by far, <laughs> I hate when they do that because you know, it's not that we don't want them to get other opinions. It's just sometimes these realtors, my God, they're idiots. And if they have one of those idiot buddies, they can screw up the whole deal. So it's, it's something that, you know, it's good because it's giving you time. But then at the same time, that time, it's also going for them. And it gives them time to rethink it. It gives them time to, you know, I don't know, consult with their buddy. Now you got to set up another meeting so you can actually meet them again and close on the contract. So now you're you're doing two trips. You're spending more time on it, which, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying it's a bad strategy. I'm just saying those are the kind of the cons of having to go back and resubmit an offer. Now, option number three and my most favorite way of doing it is submitting the offer while you're at the appointment. Why? We kind of covered all the disadvantages of the other one. They're the advantages of this one. 
The fact that you've been there, you're building rapport, you've been connect with, connecting with them, you've been understanding their situation, you've been kind of showing them the, all the problems, all the issues, everything. And now when it comes time to do the contract, you don't even have to be good at filling out contracts because you've sold them on the fact that you are their solution. You are the person that's there to help them through their problems. You're the one that's going to give them exactly what they're asking for, right? So you're going to be able to actually fill out this contract so much quicker. They're not going to give you any if, ands, or buts about it because they're, they're in. They're all in. They feel like you're there, you're honest, and hopefully you were honest, and hopefully you are have their you do have their best interests at heart. Um, and but that's the best thing. You're using all that momentum that you've built up on building those rapport and building that connection to now go ahead and close them. It's the easiest time you're ever gonna close them. What's another big advantage? And this has happened to us many, many, many times. Is an investor left to do maybe option number two, right? Submit the offer later. I come in after and I take the deal because I was willing to close right then and there. And they lost the deal. And I've done this so many times to other investors. Not that I've done it to them, but the fact that they weren't able to close on the spot, they lost the deal to me because I was. I was able to actually go, build the rapport, I knew the house, I knew everything, ran my numbers, did everything, got it on the contract right then and there. And I've done that so many times. The majority of the times that I go to an appointment, I come back with a contract on hand. If I don't come back with a contract, chances are we're not going to get that property on the contract. But if we are going to be buying that property, the majority of the time, about 80% of the time, I come back with a contract. So that is something for you to keep in mind. Now, what are the cons with this? Is you got to know your numbers, right? If you don't know your numbers, how do you know what to contract it at, right? You can, this whole thing that a lot of gurus and, and these dumb investors push of like, just get it on the contract for whatever. Don't worry about it. You negotiate it later. We don't, we don't uh, subscribe to that mentality. Our thing is be truthful, be honest, and don't waste their time. Don't get it on the contract for whatever price. Get it on the contract for the correct price. So if you are not sure of your numbers, you don't know, maybe go with somebody that is. Go with an investor, one of your buyers that would be the buyer for that property that they do know their numbers. They do know the repairs. So you get it on the contract right then and there. You know, and yes, maybe your wholesale fee is going to be lower, whatever it is, but your knowledge is where you're investing in. You're going to learn how to analyze a property. You're going to learn how to talk to the seller. You're going to learn all this by bringing somebody that knows how to do it. So consider doing that. It's going to make you so much more competitive. It's going to get you much more deals. And it's going to be something that it's going to help your growth as a real estate investor. And the last con to doing uh, offers in person on the first appointment is you need contracts. The amount of times investors go to a property to look at a property and they don't have contracts with them is tremendous. And it blows my mind. This is literally why you went to the house. You are checking out this house. You're talking to the seller because you want to get the deal on the contract. How do you not have contracts with you? I don't understand this, but a lot of you guys do it. So I always, all the time, I have five uh, sets of all the contracts I'm ever going to need in my car at all times. It's always with me. 
So because I never know when I'm going to go look at a property or something like that. And I want to have the contracts with me just in case I go look at a property and it works out. I want to have the contracts on hand. So make sure you have your contracts at hand. Make sure you know your numbers. And if you don't go with somebody that does, I'm telling you, this is by far the best way to get deals on the contract. And as the market shifts, as things get more competitive and everything, you don't want to lose that momentum as you're building rapport, as you're doing all that to tell them, okay, thank you. You know, I'll, I'll get back to you later and see what we can do and give them that time to cool off, second guess everything, you know, maybe talk to their realtor buddies, maybe have other investors that come in after you and actually can close. Like always, guys, if you have any questions on any of these scenarios or anything like that, do comment below, text us in the community. We're always here to help you guys out. Here's a, the training series on, on how to deal with sellers and talk to them. And here's more training videos that you can check out for free. So make sure you join us every week. We're dropping new content, new videos, and I'll catch you all on the next one.
So we're starting to see this real estate market get a little wonky. More home buyers are backing out of deals and a potential sign the red hot housing market is cooling. Not too many months ago, an open house looked like this. Lines down the street or this. Now it looks like this. We're starting to see sellers. They're, they're not as motivated as they used to. There are, some of them are holding back. They're not sure if they want to sell yet. They're kind of worried about the economy. We have investors that are really worried about the economy. We are officially in a recession. So they don't know what that's going to mean. So they want better deals. And what all this means to you as the investor, as a wholesaler, is how you negotiate and how you submit your offers is going to matter tremendously to whether or not you're going to get that contract, whether or not you're going to get that deal. So in this video, I'm actually going to show you three different ways that you can submit offers to make sure you increase your chances of getting the deal. Now, there are ways within these three ways. There are ones that I like better than the others, but there's a way to use each one of them to your advantage. And in this video, I'm actually going to show you all three pros and cons, and you can determine which one you want to use based on where you invest, how your market is and all of that. So with that being said, let's get into the show. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. If you're new to the channel, my name is John Barbera. I'm the host of an Investor's Journey podcast where I my goal here is to help you reach your goals in real estate by showing you what we do day in and day out. This is all our strategies, everything that works for us. We manage multiple renovations at once. We're building houses. We own rentals. We've been wholesaling houses. Uh, we've been doing this for over eight years now. And just to show you our techniques, our strategy, what's working, what's not working, and hopefully you can take that and implement it into your business. So if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing so you don't miss any of the future videos that I put out. And because I love talking about real estate so much, make sure you join our texting community. It's completely free. It's one-on-one. -on -one. You can text me anytime, ask me any questions. Uh, in this community, I also share tips that I don't share anywhere else about things that what's working for us, marketing strategies, deal analysis, things that we're doing that I don't share anywhere else. So it's completely free. All you have to do is text YouTube to 210-794-9898. Again, it's completely free. You can text me whenever you're dealing directly with me. Um, we also do property tours in San Antonio. So if you're in the area, uh, we'll let you guys know when we're doing one. You can tag along, check out how we do our renovations, um, how we picked up the property, ask questions, all of the good stuff. So again, our mission is to help you guys be better investors, be better prepared, and not be afraid if there is a recession. Who cares? You're going to be prepared to make money regardless. So consider joining that community. 
So the three ways that you can submit an offer, I did list these from my least favorite to my most favorite, but it doesn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other. Or does it? <laughs> uh, there, there's a reason why I have them listed this way, and we're going to cover the pros and cons, and you can make the better judgment for yourself based on your business, your location, where you're even doing deals. Now, keep in mind, we already did a video. There's already a series put out on this on how to negotiate and work with sellers, seller appointments, questions to ask them, how to really get down to their motivation. So make sure you're checking out that video. It's linked above here. Uh, you can click up here or in the description if you're listening on our podcast. Uh, in the description, you're going to find a link to the whole series of dealing with sellers. Um, so we already covered all of that stuff. Now you are actually submitting the offer. This is the actual submission of the offer part. And I wanted to make this as a separate video. So option number one, when you're going to submit an offer, option number one you have is submitting the offer over the phone. The pros of submitting an offer over the phone is it saves time right? You don't have to go back to the property. You don't have to sit down with them face to face and do all this. You can submit the offer. You can email them the contracts and they can DocuSign or whichever. There's so many platforms out there that allow you to do this. Um, and they can sign it on their email, click, click, sign, you get it back and you're done, right? Those are the pros of doing it in person. What are the cons? The cons is that you are not there face to face. So if they're having any objections, they're having any hesitations, you're not there to kind of deal with it. You know, they can get off the phone whenever they want. They can hang up on you. They can, you know, maybe me, I'm tremendous uh, trying to read their body language, right? So if I see that I'm losing them, I try to switch the way I'm talking. I maybe explain something a little bit better. If I see that I said something that they didn't understand, you know, I try to explain in a different manner. But these are things that you can't do if you're on the phone. If you're on the phone, you don't know if they're not understanding. And a lot of people, just so they don't sound stupid, you know, because they're afraid or to look dumb or whatever, they on the phone, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand. Next thing you know, they didn't sign because they didn't understand. But how are you going to know this if you're on the phone, right? So this is why this is one of my least favorite ways. Another thing is that they can tell you, okay, okay, thank you. You know, let me think about it. And all of a sudden they start shopping your offer around. So they're shopping it around. They're calling other people. They're waiting for other investors because you weren't able to close them. You know, it's harder to close them over the phone. Not impossible. We've done it. There's a lot of investors that do it full time doing it that way. But I do believe that the quality of the close and the number of closings is going to be substantially lower than any other of the other two options that we're going to go over. So it's something for you to keep in mind. If, if that's your only option, it's your only option. Do the best you can. But it's one of those things that you're giving them too much time to think about it because they don't have to make a decision. You know, now they're waiting for you to email them the contract Oh, okay. I have to get to my email. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, you know, Oh, how do you open this? I don't understand. Is that spam? That doesn't look right. All these excuses. We've heard them all. We've gone through them all as we have done this. We, and we still do it. Sometimes we do submit offers over the phone. When do we submit offers over the phone? When we kind of feel like it's going to be more or less a waste of time. 
right? Where we, we've already been talking to them. We've already built rapport. We've already done this. It's maybe a deal that we're not too excited about, you know? So it's one of those things that in that moment, okay, yeah, let's submit an offer over the phone and see what they think. And if it happens to work out, great, right? But if it doesn't, we don't really care all that much. So it, that's one way. Another way too, to keep in mind is if they start shopping it around and you're submitting an offer over the phone, give them a deadline. All right. One of the best ways that I've been and, and this has been working pretty well. So definitely write this down. Take some notes is uh, I, I tell them, be like, look, I can do this offer, but we need to get this to title like as soon as possible within the next, you know, two days, because what I'm doing, the reason I can do this is because I'm closing on another one of our properties and I'm actually going to take that money and roll it over to this one. And that's the only way it makes sense for me. But if you start taking longer and I close that property and I have to roll it over into another one, I won't be able to actually close on this one. So then the offer won't last. So if you're sure and you really want to sell, you know, and, and you want to make this deal happen, uh, try to get that contract signed tonight as soon as possible. So you're kind of creating that urgency because then if you don't, from experience again, We've done it where we haven't given them urgency and all next thing we know, a week, two weeks go by. They've been shopping the offer around. They've been calling other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just uh, hold on. You know, I've been sick or they, they make a million excuses. But all they've been doing is shopping the offer around, you know. So is there a chance that they can find somebody out there that can pay more than you? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. There's a chance they're going to find somebody that can pay more than you. That's just the market. So what you want to do is create a level of urgency so that doesn't happen because they feel comfortable because they're like, hey, I got your contract in hand. I'm good to go on this one. So now let me see if I can get something better. But if you take that away, now you're creating that fear. Now it's like, oh, crap, I don't have anything and I really do need to sell. So I hope that helps. Also, remember, if you're new and you're finding value, make sure you hit that thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. It helps us out tremendously so we can help more and more people. Option number two, you went to look at the property, you you know, you took pictures, you built rapport, you did everything, and you're going to submit an offer later. So because what are the pros of doing something like that is that it gives you time to analyze it. If you're new to real estate, you haven't done too many of these deals, it gives you time to get back to the office or to your house, wherever, and start looking at comps again, maybe calling a contractor, maybe calling another investor that you're working with and, and submit it, showing them the pictures, getting their opinion. It gives you time to do those things. Um, it also gives you time to review the comps. You know, you went to look at the house and the comps showed you one thing, but this house is kind of funky. It's a little wonky. It's a, it's, it's got a different layout, whatever it is. So it's giving you time to get back. Uh, review the comps, make sure you're submitting a good offer. What are the cons is that you already spent that time in person building that rapport, building those connections, doing all that, and then you leave. So you're giving them time to cool off. You know, you're giving them time to rethink it. It's not good. They start, you know, maybe calling their friends, calling the worst thing is they call a realtor buddy. That's by far, <laughs> I hate when they do that because you know, it's not that we don't want them to get other opinions. It's just sometimes these realtors, my God, they're idiots. And if they have one of those idiot buddies, they can screw up the whole deal. So it's, it's something that, you know, 
it's good because it's giving you time, but then at the same time, that time, it's also going for them and it gives them time to rethink it. It gives them time to, you know, I don't know, consult with their buddy. Now you got to set up another meeting so you can actually meet them again and close on the contract. So now you're, you're doing two trips. You're spending more time on it, which, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying it's a bad strategy. I'm just saying those are the kind of the cons of having to go back and resubmit an offer. Now, option number three, and my most favorite way of doing it, is submitting the offer while you're at the appointment. Why? We kind of covered all the disadvantages of the other one. They're the advantages of this one. The fact that you've been there, you're building rapport, you've been connect with, connecting with them, you've been understanding their situation, you've been kind of showing them the, all the problems, all the issues, everything, and now when it comes time to do the contract, you don't even have to be good at filling out contracts because you've sold them on the fact that you are their solution. You are the person that's there to help them through their problems. You're the one that's going to give them exactly what they're asking for, right? So you're going to be able to actually fill out this contract so much quicker. They're not going to give you any if, ands, or buts about it because they're, they're in. They're all in. They feel like you're there, you're honest, and hopefully you were honest, and hopefully you are have their you do have their best interests at heart. Um, and but that's the best thing. You're using all that momentum that you've built up on building those rapport and building that connection to now go ahead and close them. It's the easiest time you're ever gonna close them. What's another big advantage? And this has happened to us many, many, many times, is an investor left to do maybe option number two, right? Submit the offer later. I come in after and I take the deal because I was willing to close right then and there. And they lost the deal. And I've done this so many times to other investors. Not that I've done it to them, but the fact that they weren't able to close on the spot, they lost the deal to me because I was. I was able to actually go build the rapport I knew the house, I knew everything, ran my numbers, did everything, got it on the contract right then and there. And I've done that so many times. The majority of the times that I go to an appointment, I come back with a contract on hand. If I don't come back with a contract, chances are we're not gonna get that property on the contract. But if we are going to be buying that property, the majority of the time, about 80% of the time, I come back with a contract. So that is something for you to keep in mind. Now, what are the cons with this? Is you gotta know your numbers, right? If you don't know your numbers, how do you know what to contract it at, right? You can, this whole thing that a lot of gurus and, and these dumb investors push of like, just get it on the contract for whatever, don't worry about it, you negotiate it later. We don't, we don't uh, subscribe to that mentality. Our thing is be truthful, be honest, and don't waste their time. Don't get it on the contract for whatever price. Get it on the contract for the correct price. So if you are not sure of your numbers, you don't know, maybe go with somebody that is. Go with an investor, one of your buyers that would be the buyer for that property that they do know their numbers. They do know the repairs. So you get it on the contract right then and there. You know, and yes, maybe your wholesale fee is going to be lower, whatever it is, but your knowledge is where you're investing in. You're going to learn how to analyze a property. You're going to learn how to talk to the seller. You're going to learn all this by bringing somebody that knows how to do it. 
So consider doing that. It's going to make you so much more competitive. It's going to get you much more deals. And it's going to be something that it's going to help your growth as a real estate investor. And the last con to doing uh, offers in person on the first appointment is you need contracts. The amount of times investors go to a property to look at a property and they don't have contracts with them is tremendous. And it blows my mind. This is literally why you went to the house. You are checking out this house. You're talking to the seller because you want to get the deal under contract. How do you not have contracts with you? I don't understand this, but a lot of you guys do it. So I always, all the time, I have five uh, sets of all the contracts I'm ever going to need in my car at all times. It's always with me. So because I never know when I'm going to go look at a property or something like that, and I want to have the contracts with me just in case I go look at a property and it works out, I want to have the contracts on hand. So make sure you have your contracts at hand. Make sure you know your numbers. And if you don't, go with somebody that does. I'm telling you, this is by far the best way to get deals on the contract. And as the market shifts, as things get more competitive and everything, you don't want to lose that momentum as you're building rapport, as you're doing all that to tell them, okay, thank you. You know, I'll, I'll get back to you later and see what we can do and give them that time to cool off, second guess everything, you know, maybe talk to the realtor buddies, maybe have other investors that come in after you and actually can close. Like always, guys, if you have any questions on any of these scenarios or anything like that, do comment below, text us in the community. We're always here to help you guys out. Here's a, the training series on, on how to deal with sellers and talk to them. And here's more training videos that you can check out for free. So make sure you join us every week. We're dropping new content, new videos, and I'll catch you all on the next one.